And we are live. Welcome to the show. Scotty Mortimer here for another epic conversation about how do we make the world a better place? That's really what this comes down to. Crazy times we're living in, but I tell you, if we come together and get this done, we can live in the world that we want to live in. So before I dive into my guest, today's show is brought to you by Permacare. For you guys who have been following, you know what we're doing, creating a local integrated food network. We've started here on the Gold Coast. We're creating a model that we can ripple out into communities all around Australia, hopefully all around the world. The idea of Permacare is to bring localized food into our backyards, organic, fresh produce. So if you're on the Gold Coast right now, stop spending your money at the multinationals, bring your money back into the community, head over to permacare.org and get your fresh fruit and veggies with us at Permacare. So today's guests, we have uh, a dear friend of mine, been a friend for many years, Kyle Lazich, the chocolate wizard. Good to have you here, brother. Mm, good to be here, brother. Super excited to dive into this. And you're beautiful. I used the word sidekick before, so I promise <laughs> I wouldn't use that, <laughs> which I just have your gorgeous partner uh, joining us on the show as well, Maya Livchich. Did I say it? Yeah. You said it. I actually said it. That's <laughs> awesome. I've, I've been practicing off camera, so I'm excited to get that. And it's lovely to meet you. I'm excited to dive into this conversation with you as well. Yeah, um, so give us a little bit of a background. As I said, we've known each other for a lot of years. I've been to your chocolate dreaming parties. Uh, I've been to your sound baths, your healings, everything that you do with music and medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, guide us a little bit about what you do, mm -hmm. and then we'll hear from you also, Maya. But what's, what is a chocolate wizard and what the hell does a chocolate wizard do? Whoa, that's always a really good question. Um, essentially, a chocolate wizard is someone who is me, essentially, and it's fun. So I like to have fun and do fun things. And uh, I don't actually know which camera to stare at. Great, that one. That's what For me here, me. up to you. Um, but essentially, a chocolate wizard is a wizard is actually someone who seeks wisdom, shares wisdom, and holds counsel for wisdom. Mm. So within my path, I'm constantly learning and sharing, and learning and sharing, and gathering people to share within those containers. Yeah. Not necessarily just what I have learned, but also what happens when we come to a, a mutual agreement about a certain. Um, structure or ceremony that we can simmer in and see what happens next essentially so and what does that look tangibly when you're tangibly. holding counsel i loved that holding word counsel well really as as a, as a chocolate wizard and as a herbalist i work a lot with the plants so it usually involves some form of plant medicine um, most of the time chocolate infused with um, medicinal herbs and we go through a process that involves calling in the elements and also activating our five senses um, and connecting in with the, the wisdom that's innate in all of us and also that chocolate brings out in us. So mm. essentially sitting in, in circle or spiral or square or triangle, you know, you don't have to always be, be in a circle um, and doing, sharing some chocolate wisdom, sharing in a ceremony together. And then I, I usually do the integration on that with sound because yep. everything is vibrating. So it's a nice way to drop into this intellectus or this intelligence that can flow after we've done the ritual and then also some breath work connecting us with the breath. Mm. Um, yeah, so that's tangibly what, what it looks, looks like, like as, as far as the chocolate dreaming goes. So. so before we dive over to Maya, I just want to go a little deeper on what you're saying there. Chocolate is everywhere. It's like coffee. 
Man, yeah. coffee is this phenomenon now, but chocolate is this phenomenon. Mm-hmm. I'm personally a bit of a chocolate fiend myself. Yeah. Um, and you are a herbalist by trade, yeah. uh, professional herbalist, so you understand the different vibrations of herbs, mm-hmm. um, how they are a medicine for us, and you're combining that with this global medicine that is chocolate. I think we all love a bit of chocolate, right? Oh, yeah. But why is chocolate so powerful? And sort of maybe you tell a little bit about the background of where it comes from, mm-hmm. um, and then. But why is it so popular today? What is it about its its taste, its energetics, its its thing? I don't know what its thing is, but why chocolate, mate? Yeah, wow, chocolate's just chocolate is love. It's like when we eat it, we we experience that love. That it contains PEA, which is the phenylethylamine, which is. Um, they call the love molecule. It's a molecule that's released when we're in love. So I guess why chocolate? It's it's kind of like I actually see it from a herbal perspective that the, the plants are actually running the show. So every plant has its own frequency in, in how it gets us to grow them. We think we're growing the plants, but they're actually, they're getting us to grow them. So they're getting us to spread their seeds. Um, and chocolate is this one that if you look That's back- That's a mind trip, what you're saying right there, man. <laughs> like you can't brush over that. <laughs> so plants are guiding us to grow them. When you said spread their seeds, I mean, I, I think about droppings from birds and, and animals and stuff. Yeah. Are plants like magic beings that are guiding us to do their doing? Exactly. Like, well, do their the will? Magic is everywhere. So yeah, yeah, you could say they're magic beings. Yeah. But when you think of a flower, a flower releases its like pheromones- when a bee goes past, or wow, when you walk yeah, past, yeah. it's not just releasing it all the time. So they actually know how to get our attention. Through their energetic field, I guess. Through that. And there are different yeah. methods, whether it's through the delicious fruit or the smell of their leaves to pollinate or tasty chocolate or coffee mm. that makes you go, or you can move into coca or you move into opium and you think of those plants and those yeah. vibrations of like you've got coffee growing in the – in the rainforest or chocolate growing in the rainforest, but then you got poppies that's standing there with armed guards. Anyway, that, that's also because, w- dude, where you're taking me on that? <laughs> you, you're opening up some some mind experiences right now. We are plants. Yeah. My physical body, your physical, is a plant. Really, it was a plant from the sun. Yeah. The plant is metabolizing sunlight, pure light through photosynthesis, turning it into physical matter. Yeah, we or the animal that we ate. If we are eating animals, you're not vegan, are you? Just joking. Asked that question before. <laughs> We're plants. My physical body is made up from the sunlight and the minerals from rock, from the earth. So potentially that which is my body being plants is being guided by the plant's wisdom from what you're telling me to do its bidding to bring more life onto the planet. Yeah. Dude, so turning sunlight into plants and we are but being guided to be a part of that process. Yeah, well, in, in my... Like I like to call it my dreaming. Mm. It's like we are we are plants, but we have complex emotions. But if you go beyond that, what is a plant made out of? And that's bacteria. Mm. So we're actually this microbiome, which is like 90% microbiome. So fungus, bacteria, probably even viruses, no corona stuff. Yeah, yeah. But we're good. You know what I mean? we're, we're good in here. We're, we're, I hugged you already. <laughs> we're fine. We're good. We've got 1.5 meters. Um, so really like our bodies have like bacteria that is actually communicating with each other. So it's, yeah. we, we are a plant on that level as yeah. well. And we, we get to move. So I actually see us as like, there's plants which are like the foliage of the planet. Yeah. And then there's animals which are like the flowers of the planet. So there's all these colors and songs that come out. And then humans are like the fruiting bodies. So we're actually the fruits that can seed consciousness. 
Mm. So when we, when we take it back to all the plants and how we interact with them, why I see chocolate as so important and why it's clicking on more now than ever. Like we've always loved chocolate, but now all of a sudden every every weekend you could go to cacao ceremony yeah. somewhere, right? And we, we're getting drawn to ceremony because of the changing times and this yeah. emerging, what I like to call the emerging healing culture that's mm. coming because our culture is not sick, it's healing. Yeah, and you beautiful. trace chocolate back to like the history we know of it. Well, I still think it predates the history, but you got to look at Maya, Inca, Aztecs. These are big civilizations and more advanced than our history tells us about. And they revered chocolate as a food, as a medicine, as a sacrament, and as a currency, like as money. Mm. So this this plant holds these. And what did it do to make people revere it? Just being amazing, really. <laughs> but it is this when you look at it um, and its chemical structure, it, it's a beautiful container to hold other herbs and actually amplify other herbs. Interesting. And it contains a lot of interesting um, chemicals in it that relates to a lot of other medicines that people are doing now on the planet. I actually call this concept phytochemisticism, which I share a bit more in, in Chocolate Dreamings and in our Secret Chocolate Society. But it's essentially the concept of phyto, which is actually plant-based chemicals and mysticism, the actual mm. spirit. So the chemicals that are in a plant relate to its spirit. So if plants mm. have similar chemicals, they have a similar relationship on this on the spiritual level. Yeah. So I find that chocolate cacao, theobroma cacao, which is also theobroma, theo, God, Broma, food. So it's the food of the gods. That's its scientific name. That's its scientific wow, name. Wow, food Broma of the gods. Cacao. So it translates Dude. to that in Greek origins. Yeah, so wow. All these like little secrets that have been left for us. Yeah. Um, and Cadbury's just packaging it and we're thinking we're eating. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I still feel like to a certain level we are. Mm. Um, I like to say that there's no bad chocolate. There's just different frequencies of it. Love that. And how it's made, where it's from. And the intention, but like Cadbury's is just good business, right? They yeah. just want things to be consistent. So they have to add all these chemicals. So if you eat a Cadbury's bar that was made yesterday or one that was made a year ago, it's going to taste the same. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking that whole like this is right, this is wrong. We all kind of know that that doesn't exist. It's all different frequencies of the same wavelength. I love that. Yeah, it's just from when the plant grows to when it's delivered, like how much human interaction has there been in that final product? Yeah to actually hold the frequencies or how much has been put back into it. Love so it. essentially with my chocolate, with the relationships that I have with plants, what I found was at first there was like this big emphasis on like all this dreaming and this rituals that I, that I did that would hold a certain frequency. And now even just within the chocolate itself that I make, even within the superb chocolate, which is the, the company, yeah. it's a, it's an entity, it's a business entity that holds its own frequency. So that chocolate holds a frequency based on where it started from and where it was growing. So that's just been amplifying. Amazing. You got some chocolate. We're going to do a little chocolate ceremony in a little bit, right? We're going yeah. to introduce everyone out there yeah. uh, on the podcast. Once we get deep into like a, a bit more stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm going to jump over to Maya. Um, where do you fit in, my love? What are you doing? What's happening in your world? And let's bring you into this conversation because this is a bloody good conversation. <laughs> Plants getting us to do their will, Chocolate vibration arts. of all of the – Theobroma, whatever Food it was. Of yeah. Food of the gods. Bring that stuff on. So who's Maya? 
Maya at the moment is, what am I going to call myself? Uh, I guess a storytelling sorceress. I can see the sorceress. I'm keen to hear the stories. <laughs> the stories. Uh, well, I come from a theatre background. Ah, beautiful. And, uh, yeah, I kind of had a shift. Actually, it's you're hearing you talk about ritual and stuff. Like, well, this is kind of where our bridge is, yep. is a lot around ceremony and ritual. Gorgeous. And I love theatre. I love live performance, but yep. I kind of started to feel a little bit dissatisfied with how disconnected the theatre industry is mm. a little bit. It's like it's like um, the heart's there, the intention's just there. Just grab that one. People... Talking to that so we get uh, yeah, good sound. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I kind of feel like the, the you're accessing people who are already interested in theatre already mm. or who um, work in the industry. So there's like not a huge reach in this country of that. And also theater for me is ritual. Like mm. initially that's what it was. It's storytelling made flesh and mm. it's got this incredible ceremonial ritual aspect to it. But I find a lot of that can feel sanitized. If you go into a theater and you're watching like a show there and the audience is sitting there and they're kind of like, Oh yes, that was, that was very good. And I found even in the work that I was making, I was getting a lot more interested in like intimate theater and immersive theater and things that felt a bit more like grungy, a bit more mm. gritty, a bit more ceremonial. And so before I, I went to South America last year and before that, I already kind of knew that I was putting a pause and being an actor and I didn't know what the next step exactly was going to look like. Mm. I just knew that I, I knew what I loved from the world that I'd come from and I knew kind of where I was looking towards. Mm. And it was around more ceremonial, more ceremony, more ritual, more how things can become lived experiences, how mm. we can create something. So a container, like in a ceremony, it's a container that you create and it becomes a lived experience. Yeah. And how you can do that with more aspects of storytelling. Because I, I guess the heart for me, what I'm interested in, is how do we infuse the world with more magic? Yes. And it's not even about actually, actually that's not even completely true because it's not about infusing with more magic. It's around being able to see the magic recognizing that's already there. Exactly, yeah. recognising. It's a totally. great word. And so, Because the wall has been pulled over our eyes. We think it's all mundane and physical totally. and we're not n knowing and believing and experiencing, lived experience once more, the magic yeah. that we are a part of. Yeah. All yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah, the mystery and the mundane. The mystery in the mundane, mm -hmm. seemingly mundane, totally. So it's it's just around, like, you know when you read a really good book and then suddenly you start to see the world through the lens of the author or through the lens of what's being talked about and you're just like, I haven't seen this thing, this cup, in the way that I'm now seeing it just because yeah. I've had this new thing, this new sprinkle. Mm. I think of sprinkles and think of, like, magic sprinkle. Totally. <laughs> that's how I see it. All those things, ceremony, ritual, magic experience is just like bringing an altered state of awareness that then suddenly you're looking outside and you're going, wow, everything looks infused with colour. Yeah. And not everyone's going to go to a plant ceremony. Not everyone's going to go and and drink ayahuasca in the jungle or have that like level of experience, but there's still so many ways that we can weave in magic. And mm. for me, like storytelling is inherent in everything because we're all incredible storytellers and it just becomes what story do you want to be telling? Love that. And so even yeah. when we walked in and, and you were talking about like what's the – I don't remember how you phrased it, but it's essentially what's the next step. How do we make the world rock? Yeah, how do we make the world a better place? Yeah. What do we got to do together? Because we got to do it together. Exactly. But, yeah, that's the story that we get to tell together now because yeah. we either tell the story of the fear, the hopelessness of the planet, all of the – Illuminati trying to control us and all of this chaos and the government's doing that and that. You can tell that story and so many people share it with me every day. It's all on social media. Or 
we can turn our direction, our vision and say, let's tell this story mm -hmm. together. And the more of us that are reverberating off one another, you get a chorus together and they sing in harmony. Whoa, you'll rock that place. So, this is our chorus. Good yeah. people like us. So yeah, it's definitely about that new story and the choices that we make totally. in telling it. Ceremony. Tell us about ceremony. Let's take that angle for a bit because mm. you mentioned a second ago and you've mentioned it many times just then, <laughs> but around people are being called to ceremony now. Mm. So what in, what is inherently, what does what what is needed to make ceremony? It doesn't have to be an ayahuasca ceremony in the jungle, although I highly recommend it to anyone that is called. <laughs> Changed my life. They need it. Politicians <laughs> need it. Real leaders need some good ayahuasca. Anyway, it doesn't have to be a medicine ceremony as such where you're in an altered state, but all tribes, all traditions always had ceremony, mm. ritual ceremony. It's been stripped from us. We are again living the mundane instead of the mystic, mm. and we can have both. And I believe we need to create sacred space in our lives to go deeper into mm. that, that greater love and depth of experience of who we are. But what does it take to create ceremony in today's age? Mm. Both of you. Put this in the middle. Yeah, check it in the middle. Like this. I feel it's around like container creation. And mm. so it's having a, having a set space, having a set intention. And then it, it's, it's a, I think it's a combination of like safety and magic. <laughs> mm. so, so the word container, you and I, and we, we understand the word container, but a lot of people listening and watching, they may not have heard that before. Mm. So what, what could they do realistically? Or what does it mean for someone or we to create a safe container? Make a space. Like I would always look at it like any space you have and you have intentional objects or intentionally set it up, that's a container mm. on, on its really That's the simple. physical level of the container. Yeah. yeah. That's what I would say on, on a, on a subtle level where anyone can actually do that. It's a space that's been set up with intention. And I'd, I'd look at that as like ritual ceremony or the way that I, I like to work through dreamings just because it's, it's, it's a new old word that doesn't have the seriousness around it. I kind of feel mm. like ceremony can feel a bit serious and mm. ritual can have that thing of like, oh, they're doing witchcraft or whatever, yeah. but we're all kind dreaming. of doing witchcraft. And in my opinion, <laughs> in my dreaming, it's like, I feel like our whole society is under a big spell. True that. It's with all the all the rituals and ceremonies that we're told don't work, that's actually being used to control us. So if you yeah. actually follow those traces back. So that's why I think people are being um, being brought called to ceremonies because like you said, it's sort of been stripped away from us mm. and it's just a natural evolution that we've come back to coming together with intention. Mm. And how that looks, I think, is is in, in a lot of different ways for different people. And a beautiful thing about when Maya and I have come together in our sharings, like we're talking about chocolate art. So like chocolate. the art of chocolate and the chocolate dreaming in that where it's like theater meets ritual and ritual meets ceremony. I mean, ritual meets theater. And it's, so it's like this, this merging of it doesn't have to be one way, mm. but there is that, that intention and people bring their awareness into themselves and into the space they're in. So you talked about creating the physical environment and the intentionality around that. I had an, a, a, an image of my wife is really all about the sacred space and ceremony and stuff. Every time we sit to eat dinner and we always have dinner together, we have breakfast together, we have dinner together, we have lunch as much as we can, she lights the candle. Mm. We have a candle and the act of lighting the candle, so we, we sit down, the food is my son's too. He knows we sit, we wait, she lights the candle, we all sit down, we hold hands together. Mm. 
he's like this. He just wants to get to the food quick. So he doesn't <laughs> give us too long. If he doesn't want me, we just hold hands together and he want to play again. Okay, cool. And then we'll say Papa starts. I'll say thank you. I usually thank three things. And then my wife says something in Russian, says thank you. And he does the little hands thing, excuse me, and then we eat, right? The yeah. candle, the hands, it's dinner, but it's now a ceremony. And that's such a beautiful way. I think food is such a beautiful way to include ritual in your life as well because we all eat food. Pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah. And it is often like a really beautiful thing to do as a shared space as well. Mm. So wanting to create ritual with people that you live with, people that you love, food is such a beautiful way to do it. Yeah. And it also penetrates something deep in the same way that we've always been telling stories, we've been yeah. eating food together as well. And I think that's really gorgeous. And another aspect that you mentioned is that intention of gratitude yeah. as well. I feel like that's a really awesome aspect of ceremony mm. as mm. well and always a part of your chocolate dreamings as well. Yeah. Is that gratitude? gratitude is like the ultimate prayer. Like if yeah, you only exactly. say one prayer every day and it's gratitude, that I'm sure that would get you into whatever your version of heaven is you know, mm. if you're grateful every day, which essentially could be right here, right Didn't now. you create grateful? G R E A T F U L. Anyone, anyone on the Gold Coast, double L. Anyone on the Gold Coast has probably seen a grateful sticker on yeah. the back of somebody's car. And those thank you dot dot dots. You yeah. created that, right? Yeah, yeah. Many many moons ago. Many moons seeding seeding gratitude into the field. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, and and like you're saying, it is the ultimate prayer. Mm-hmm. It's just that humility of saying thank you to that which is greater mm-hmm. uh, than us. The G R E A T. The, yeah. In the great full. And it's also like the in the intention aspect, when you're saying thank you, when you're expressing gratitude, you're putting yourself in that frequency as yeah. well. So like you're creating more things to be thankful for by just putting yourself just in attracting that, that exactly. to you, right? Exactly. Yeah. But even just like by saying thank you, you start to you start to feel the thankfulness. It's like all green lights. You get one green light, another green light. You're like, this is starting to be a trend. Yeah. A third green light, well, I'm on a roll here. Mm. There's this great, I read this book a number of years ago called Prometheus Rising by, have you heard of Robert Anton Wilson? No. Kooky dude uh, from the the 70s, maybe, maybe the 70s. Anyway, um, he talks a lot about like the thinker and the prover mm. in your mind. And he gives the example of like, let's say you're looking for 50 cents, a gold coin. And eventually you'll find that dollar, 50 cents. And you can either perceive that as you saw that because you were looking out for it or you manifested it. Mm-hmm. But really it's up to you to like either way you found that 50 cents or that dollar. And it's really up to you to choose which reality tunnel you want to go into. So there's that aspect as well. It's like, which uh, story, which story do I want to ascribe to? Which reality tunnel do I Mm. want to enter into? And if you're entering into like the the reality tunnel of I am grateful, therefore you are grateful Mm. and the gratitude comes to you and the things to be grateful for also arise. So it's all. And today Mm. with so much fear and the conversation that I endeavor to have with every single person that sits in those seats is, how do we move our point of perception from woe is me and the world is terrible and it's all hard because like you're saying, that just perpetuates itself. Mm. I don't need to be shared another Illuminati video. I don't need to be shared another video of fear or Bill Gates or these vaccines and all that sort of stuff. It's good to know that that stuff's happening out there. Well, I don't want it to happen, but- But aren't they illuminated, like Illuminati, the illuminated ones, and aren't they helping? They should be. That's the plan, right? (laughs) But how do we know? We don't know. We're not going to go down that track. But But we could. The Illuminati make the videos about the Illuminati to make people not think that there's the Illuminati and make people fight intertwined. Anyway. Dude, I need more chocolate to understand that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the thing to come back to saying about fear. It's like, 
why I like to use dreaming is because dreaming is such a soft piece. Mm. Um, ceremony can feel like, oh, they took our ceremonies away or rituals. We got burned for doing rituals. So mm. there's like these fears that are under underlying the culture. Mm. So for me, dreaming, it's like, even if I say to someone who's a lawyer in, in the middle of surface paradise, what do you think about dreaming? And they're like, oh, it's like creating what I, what I want mm. or like, oh, it's magical. So the, the concept of dreaming, then if you bring it down to this land that we're on, the dreaming it's it's not that it happened it's happening mm -hmm. it's a it's a it's another frequency it's another reality that's happening yeah. so coming together in ceremony but i like to see it as dreaming because also when you dream what's the difference between when you're dreaming like when you're asleep and dreaming and being awake there's we don't a, know it might be its own reality right totally a dimensional reality yeah, that I just shut my eyes to experience, and this one I open my eyes to experience. But yeah. they're both. Or even every time you close your eyes, are you dreaming? Then when it's you see like the pictures in your head, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's it's that concept of coming together and setting intentions to actually create. So for me, also within ceremony, is that it, there's aspects of there's a sensory aspect, so actually connecting in with the five senses. So it's um the certain smell, whether it's like frankincense in a church or Palo Santo or Agua Florida in an ayahuasca ceremony, you know, it's like that smell that can remind yeah. you, the visual, the fire, the, the feeling that you get in your body. Yeah. And then there's the aspect of listening to music or mm. ultimately I feel like coming to a place where we're listening from that full presence space of the five sense of the world, which we're not limited to, but if mm. we can have all of those ticked, then we can move into a space where we listen to what wants to happen and mm. we can be fully embodied to listen to what's what's to come and what's what one yeah what wants to happen and mm. how we can go about that so that's those are aspects i would say of mm. ceremony where every every yoga class is a ceremony gong incense om om all of these moving in the body breathing the senses our senses are bombarded mm. in today's modern society and again, guiding us into more scarcity, more fear, buy now, <laughs> all of this business. And I love what you're saying there about the Christian church has it, the indigenous cultures have it, whether it's sage, Palo Santo, whatever, mm -hmm. or the frankincense in church. So again, how do we use that which is given to us, five mm -hmm. senses, the experiences to bring us into that sacred space? Mm. We talked about the environment so the candle, the sacred space, we talked about the senses. Mm. What about creating container with the actual people? And we, again, talk about safe container, whether it's in uh, – I've done a lot of facilitation of outdoor education. Mm. Uh, that was my background for many, many years, taking people to nature and helping them to transform. Theatre, it sounds like, is very similar mm. when you're growing and that interactive nature. What does it look like in, in your guys' vision to – for the people that come together, because I want people to walk away from this conversation and I'm going to be changing my idea about ceremony to be dreaming mm -hmm. and I want to dive deeper into the energetics of Australia and the land mm -hmm. and Aboriginal dreaming and how that plays out. But I want people to be able to walk away and create this ritual, this ceremony, this dreaming in their lives. So what does it take for when the people come together mm -hmm. in order to create sacred space? I feel like there is practice. And also just one thing I want to share okay. um, before that, because you did mention the dreaming and then mention the Aboriginals. Oh, you want to go I, there? Let's go I there. Prefer, I prefer calling them the Origines because they're here. If you actually look at the word of ab, it actually not, means abnormal. It's like abnormal. Ab, yeah, and I'm, I'm at no point, like I, I acknowledge the the natural custodians of this land and and those before me. 
I'm actually not from Australia. I'm from Africa and I acknowledge those guys too. Beautiful. But also in that respect, it's, it's a dreaming more about dreaming that every time I go to sleep, I dream. So, mm -hmm. so do you, so do you, so do you. It's like, it's a, it's a, a human quality. So we're actually dropping into that rather than it being culture-based besides that we're all essentially custodians of this land. Yeah, right. I feel like we're all native to this earth. Mm -hmm. So on that, but also respecting that we, we there's, there's things that need to be worked out. I just want to bring that in because beautiful using the dreaming. I'm yeah. You're no, not like, it's saying it's not part of the Aboriginal philosophy of dreaming. You've got a, a dreaming that is more human based, not cultural based. I, I would just say it's part of every culture. <coughs> Agreed. Yeah. It's not that it's not. part of a culture but it's not 
attached to a specific culture yeah unless you call a chocolate wizard a culture and there is therefore you have your own culture so if you're eating chocolate you're part of the culture and if you're creating chocolate, chocolate. You're, it's part of the culture of the chocolate wizardry as well chocolate art you're part of art of creations you're part of the, the beauty Straight that up. is this life. i can just imagine a big canvas and someone naked in chocolate doing this <laughs> That's chocolate art all over the. Oh yeah, I want to do that, man. Can we organize that as we a ceremony? We can do anything with we chocolate. want. And there's already been so pieces good. coming together for that all the time. Um, so how do we create sacred space? What does it look like? Mm. So we've got our environment. We've got the intentionality of the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess I'll chime in because I've been doing it a long time yeah. with people. The like I just mentioned with my wife and my son, the physical connection. Mm. Sitting in circle, you talked about pyramid square, doesn't matter what the shape is, but where you can be like Elliot, producer over there, and I sit a men's circle, Mm -hmm. which is a sacred space that we enter into every Monday night from 5.30 to 8.30. Mm -hmm. We don't miss it. And part of it is we sit shoulder to shoulder, we sit in circle, and we will all go around and we will check in. It's pretty Mm -hmm. much the first. We might do some Wim Hof breathing or whatever, but we will check in. Every man will have, say, two minutes to speak, but every voice is heard. Yeah. So it's about that coming together. My son, my wife and I, we hold hands for a second. Mm-hmm. We do the gesture together for a second. So it's about aligning ourselves, whether it's through movement, through the mm-hmm. spoken word, uh, through whatever, so that now all of a sudden we are equals. Mm-hmm. We are in this space together. There may be a facilitator. For example, I'm the papa. I speak first, right? I facilitate. My wife's the mama. She speaks second. And that's not some egotistical thing. That's just the flow of our relationship mm-hmm. seems to work. But we have these roles and we hold that space in our men's circle. We have a facilitator. Mm. He is not sitting outside of the circle. He's sitting in the circle. Mm. He's one of the circle. He speaks for the two minutes like we all do. He's part of it. But his role is to guide and facilitate. But I, I believe the uh, the container becomes when we see each other as equals mm. and every voice is as valid as any other voice. Mm. That's a setting for sacred space. And if we, in our business world, mm. we sat this morning, Four of us sat out there, two of my team plus uh, Adrian who works with us here uh, in our office here in Burley. We sat and we all checked in in the mornings, our Monday today. We have we only work four-day weeks, right? It's pretty important to have balance, yeah? So we check in and we do it the best I can in Friday afternoon to check out, mm. right? And every voice is heard. I believe that's the future of business too. Yeah. Mm. Business is a sacred entity. You spoke about your chocolate wizardry being a sacred entity. It has its own vibration. Yeah. Our movement has its own vibration. How do we honor that and bring that into the mundane more to dispel fear and bring love into our reality? And I feel like it's like a like a syntropic analogy. It's like the forest will rebuild itself after it's been Absolutely. chopped down, but it might take 150 years. But if we maintain it and we, we pay attention to it, we can speed it up to 40 years and actually mm. regenerate forests. So it's a similar thing, like ceremony has been taken away from our lives, but we can we can bring it and it's coming back. That's yeah. why there is, like, and that's why I love cacao because it is this, this plant that if you use it with intention, it's gonna align you with your path. Mm. It's gonna start bringing you into this dreaming. Mm. And if you use it without intention, it's, it's just delicious. And it makes you feel good. So <laughs> unlike win. doing like we, we, what someone was speaking about, ayahuasca, yeah. it's different. If you go into that without an intention, it can be like a nightmare. Oh yeah, And Chicharas. there can be delusions and there can be all these things that yeah. aren't real in this reality and aren't relevant to us. It's like plants can be tricksters as well. But I mm. see cacao as someone that's just like really heart-based loving. So mm. this natural, 
pull towards ceremony, same as why there's yoga studios everywhere and meditation centers. Well, where we live anyway, like we're pretty lucky in the streaming. Yeah. I think it's this piece of like paying attention to it. And it's not like this is what's needed, but it's like practicing it and trying it out and, and mm -hmm. doing it amplifies it. So for me, what I've found is like, if I bring in the elements, the five elements of creation, earth, water, fire, air, and the ether, also known as like space or quintessence, it's that that essence that's behind the essence, which behind the essence, behind the essence, or it's the, um, the thing that pervades and creates everything. Mm -hmm. So what is that? It's vibration, so it's sound. So each of these elements then have a, a sense in our body so we can actually connect with our senses and the five elements. To me, that's sacred space because I'm honoring my body and my senses, inner world, outer world, I'm, I'm connected, it's a doorway. And then the elements of how this reality unfolds and creates itself. So for me, that's it. But for someone else, it might be something else. They might need to call in the directions. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, what's the direction in space? Like, where's north? Where's south? Where's east? Like, sure, we can talk about it. So instead of arguing points, I think it's just about coming into presence, coming into mm -hmm. the body with an intention of love compassion, mm -hmm. whatever, whatever it is that we're wanting to do and doing it as much as we can. So mm -hmm. for me, big, my big vision is with like the secret chocolate society and chocolate is that you don't necessarily have to go to a cacao ceremony to have a spiritual experience. You can have chocolate that's made with intention, that's sacred. And here's a ritual. So we can sit here and what we will do is do a dreaming, but you could be on a bus and smelling the chocolate when we do it. It's like, everyone can be having these conscious ceremonies everywhere they are really quickly in a minute. It doesn't have to be like, I need to really set this space because mm. we are the space as well. Beautiful. We are the container as well. Yeah, mm. it's like home is where the heart is, that that, that like yeah. analogy that's always in really nice homes. But um, Imagine people like having a sacred experience on the bus with a piece of chocolate. I do it all the time. And what that does to the, <laughs> yeah. the, the connection to spirit. Yeah. Like if we're all living in this mundane soup and then all of a sudden this person on the bus goes, whoop, tap yeah. into spirit, sacred space. And then someone over there goes, whoop, tap into sacred space, sacred space, sacred space, sacred space. All of these little- Changing the vibration. Yeah. Changing the vibration, right? Entrainment, yeah. Yeah. Well, and entrainment of the like, self and the collective. Yeah, it's like what Kat Dawes says in her like nowism campaigns, like one conscious thought offsets 10,000 unconscious thoughts. It's the same vibration that we know that if, um, you play music, like your brain waves entrain to those frequencies. Yeah. Our bodies change, same as how water changes structure. So if someone's meditating next to you, does that change your frequency? Because I, f I feel like it does because it's like someone taking charge of their frequency. Mm. So it's also being present and that's also where the nowism comes in, like being present, you're in charge of your frequency. Mm. In ceremony, you're, you're present and you're in charge of the container that we're holding. Mm. And if someone just walks into a ceremony space, they'll they'll feel it. They'll be like, whoa. It's kind of like when you walk into a church, it holds that energy as well. You're like, something's been going on here. Like, yeah, a bunch of people have been praying. So whether that's the I don't want to get into religious conversations either, but it's it's we can go anywhere you want to like, go, mate. Was God here or was a bunch of humans present with themselves and is that God? Mm. And that's the same with I, I've recently been also looking at the plants and how many people are having plants and, and what angles they're having it and for what reasons. And is it the like holy grail? But I don't think it is. I think it's just something that opens us up to realize our own divinity. And then it is this like gathering community, 
growing food, connecting in with nature, connecting in relationships with its friends, you know, the, the act of sex, like what is that and how do we like, what is it that we're actually doing? I think that's where the the Holy Grail really is. Mm. Um, so yes, yeah, ceremony is, is bringing it into how do we bring it into our daily life? So my friend Max Egan actually says life is a prayer. Yes. So it's like, it's, it's beautiful in, in that concept to just think that you're living in ceremony and getting back to that point. Mm. And sometimes if you're in fear or in anxiety, you might need to go down a certain path to sit in groups and go to a meditation class, go to a sound healing, do some breath work to just remind you what it feels like to be you when you're not playing out this program mm. in this probably greater ceremony by some kind of sun cult or something like that that's playing out maybe. on our planet. Yeah. Dude, you said something there about, I don't know the exact wording, you walk into the church and you, you feel there was God or was it the people that made God, and I look at your shirt, your shirt is the seed of life, but it's rippling out into be the flower of life, Yeah, um, which we know is, that's a 2D version, but it's a 3D version. All of those spheres coming together, it's on Mayan temples and it's on Egyptian pyramids and it's everywhere. Taoist temples. Taoist yeah. temples as well, amazing. Um, that's also the Tribe of Freedom logo. It's always been Tribes United back in the day. It was always about, we've got these circles, we overlap. Now, what you said really just triggered in me this awakening of, is it that when we gather our spirit, your spirit, your spirit, your spirit, all of us to come together, that is actually creating that which we call God, mm -hmm. the sacredness. So rather than us having this God external and we need to bring it into us, we actually create the energetic vibration of love of God mm -hmm. through our gathering of community, the spheres or what would say the circles of the seed and the flower of life mm. that then makes our reality, our yeah. love. Yeah. yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. It's like almost like stars aligning as well and how all the stars are actually connected. Constellation. Like zodiacs and all sorts of sacred geometries. Mm. And just bringing back to the food because the, the permacare and growing food. like Permacare.org. Come and get your food. <laughs> hey, guys, we got to grow this movement, man, yeah. back to nature. So if you live on the Gold Coast, head over to permacare.org. Buy your food with us, guys. We'll take care of you. Yeah. We've got locally produced it. <laughs> Intermission. But honestly, guys, Thanks permacare is where it's at. Yeah, yeah. we've got to get back to the nature. So and it's like growing the food in with that intention. connect with intention. Because yeah. you are, like you were saying also before, something about eating eating food it's like we are the food we eat totally. and the newest one i heard was like we are the food we eat that we don't shit out yeah true so like we're eating it and making sure that the body and the vessel works and how how interconnected we and are and what's the vibration of that food we all know the vibration is from the sun originally but yeah. what happens between sun to your body That's you know it. is it mass diesel refrigeration grown some monocrop organic farm yeah, which yeah. is all monocrop right it's just not the way nature intended Totes. or is it locally grown in your backyard with love with yeah. connection and then for when we eat it you're already a step ahead yeah. your vibrations already higher because of the intention in the growing of Especially it. Especially when we're bacteria and we're so interconnected with the bacteria of the soil and yeah. in the air, there's bacteria all the time. And I could go into how the bacteria in the air could be the spirits that everyone talks about and bad bacteria that infects us could be the demonic or the evil spirits. That's how we that believed it once, right? So burning sage is antibacterial. But anyway, getting back to that, it's like bacteria in the soil and the air, when we're, when we're smelling and we're eating our natural bacteria from our environment, it's more in harmony with us. Mm. Same as like how I... When I, if I drink beer, it's like Crumbin Valley Brewing. 
it's natural ferment like down the road from us or with black the hops water brewery, like from that water from that those ferments and it's like cool i'm drinking a beer that's from the corner store essentially it's like from the from down the road it was made instead mm. of it being even if it's from byron bay or sydney that's a nice crafty thing but to have local totally. is is the best because our bacteria harmonizes with it and we feel mm. at home there it's not an outside source that somehow needs to go through customs you know like when you fly into a country and you go through customs i don't think that's just like put there i think our bodies have that as well it's called the immune system but mm. the less we need to actually worry about all these other external things coming into our system the more we can thrive and connect so i also feel like coming into circle with people our bacteria get used to certain people yeah. and coming together with other humans instead of a screen or <coughs> coming coming back into that i feel like is a big part of, of ceremony mm. so not getting caught up in even with the concept of like i felt your passion for the mission like with the food and it's important because food we need to eat food we need to drink water we need to breathe fresh air and we need sunshine. I saw that on your video as well. And I believe those exact same things, but if we get so caught up in it, we've, we've spoken about getting caught up in the organic and all these different things and how we were like, well, we we're healthy as we were, but we we're probably a little bit mentally ill. It's stressed out about it all. So I feel like mm. ceremony allows us to come back from that world of like, this is our mission. This is what we're doing. Da, 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 and then just mm. sit, Oh, human, I'm human. That's right. And mm. God's within me. And this mission that I have is a mission, but it's not more important than this. And coming back to it. So I feel like that's also that's the importance beautiful. of ceremony. And I need to hear that, you know, like I do get, I've, I've downloaded a mission when I was 23 in a sacred site in Hawaii mm. on my walkabout. I was called on my uh, 31 day circumnavigation of the big island of Hawaii. That was my indigenous rite of passage into manhood. Downloaded this vision. All right, this is what I got to do. Gather the light. That's what pretty much all it was. Everyone's a little candle flame. We got to come mm. together, burn bright, attract others, burn brighter. Love, that's all we got to do. And then over the last 16 years, that has been manifesting. I've tried all these different things, but I have one mission in my life and that is to see that become a reality. But I do get caught up on, and this came up in the men's circle last night, about being so task focused where I'm like, you know, over the years I've learned to be an entrepreneur. I've learned to be a speaker. I've learned to inspire people to take action, right? Marketing, sales, all that sort of stuff. I've learned all of that, but it's a mundane, tick this, tick that, do this, do this, do that. Mm. And I sometimes get caught up in, and look, this is the way that the world is, right? I get caught up in the make money because you've got to pay for the bills, you've got to make all this stuff happen. Yeah. And I'm missing in a lot of ways those deeper connections with the people around me. I talk about community. I want to experience what your T-shirt right now is bringing to mm. us, this picture of unity, of bringing love into our reality but I get so caught up in the mundane world and the fear mm. that at the end of the day, I'm so exhausted. I accomplished a lot of shit, like the yeah. amount of stuff I can get done in a day, it's incredible. But I've missed that deeper connection mm. to my people around me, my brothers, my sisters, to my own self. And so for me, it's that dance of letting go of the having to achieve externally mm -hmm. and coming into my center to be in love with my, my family, my people, but also things getting done and moving it forward, you know, because we need to have both. And you could perceive, you're talking about like all the fear stuff that's been going on, but we could perceive this whole corona thing as exactly that on a cosmic scale, pause button. Yeah. So you're forced to sit sit and not do. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and it's I think of it as like we're talking a lot about intention and mm -hmm. it's like setting intentions, so setting goals, setting what you're going to do, putting energy into that, but then 
paying attention to what wants to happen. Mm. So you're kind of like, I set the intention, I know where I'm going, this is the track, but now I'm also just gonna let it go a little bit mm. and just allow how this wants to come about to happen. Mm. Because I think often, for me at least, when I think of setting a goal, I then also start to think of exactly how am I gonna do this? Yeah, and I start totally. to think of every little detail and every little mm. step. And then I'm so focused on achieving that all those little minutiae on the mm. way that I'm not listening to the thing, this, the, what's happening from that. Like mm. what's, you've gone, okay, I've focused on this. This universe is going, okay, let me help you. Mm. But then we get caught up in the human mind of we've already decided how we're going to create that thing and we don't let let ourselves be helped yeah. along the way. Mm. So then that's, I feel it's that balance. But that we're feeling. guided to that too. Like if I want to be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer or whatever, it's going to take me, for example, four years. Mm. These are the these, this is the curriculum that I have to follow mm. in order to get there. These are the modules that I have. These are the assignments I have to complete. These are the lectures I have to attend. These are the you know, and that's just in an education space. Mm. Same in high school. You want to get to grade twelve, you got to go math, science, English, yada yada. We have been programmed that there is a very specific path to get there. In business, I set my 90-day goals, my you know 30-day goals. I got my weekly goals. I got my daily tasks. And if I want to hit my outcomes, then I just show up and just do what's in front of me. It just doesn't feel right though. It's so artificial. It's like Mm. this plant saying a perfect banana looks like this. No, it doesn't. (laughs) It looks like whatever it becomes guided by the universal forces, be it, you know, sun, wind, shade, who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're programmed, we're conditioned to be in that mundane space. So it's, how do we get back? Step one, (laughs) step one, awareness straight up. Again, to bring up to the, um, Corona conversation. Um, when we were, we were up on, on a community up in Kyogo and I was actually toiling the soil. Like I'm not very farmy sort of dude. Like I like to grow specific plants. But anyway, and the, the tool that they're using this hoe was actually called a Corona. And I was like, that's really interesting. And it created this whole dreaming in my mind of like, oh, wow, this virus that everyone's saying is bad is actually just like this hoe. And it's actually just digging up the soil and this mm. clay of this like old way to mm. actually then allow us to put put uh, fertilizers in and put plant seeds. So it's this whole thing that seems like this disaster, this pandemic is actually exactly what we need to sow for the new trees that will come and when everything's mm. falling down so that everything is still maintained. So. It's a that's gorgeous. A cool I love your dreamings, man. Like the way that you are seeing just so much positivity and so much beauty. It's a breath of fresh air. Like, and I hope for people listening as well, that they're feeling that where this conversation, this dreaming is going, it's a choice. Mm. Like, and you can choose to see that Corona as a terrible thing, or you can see it as this life giving entity that's helping us to prepare the soil for the new way of living. Mm. Yeah. No, I just was thinking as you, as you were speaking and, and tying back to what you were saying um, around, like I was also tilling the soil up there and the thoughts that I was having and the realizations I was having is how beautiful a process anything can be with mm. the right attention. And yeah. so when I was tilling the soil and I was doing it with my breath and I was like seeing how my body wanted to move mm. as opposed to doing the action in exactly the same way every time and hurting mm. myself, I was like, okay, now I want to move over here. Now I want to move over here and I want to breathe. Mm. And so what you're saying about the goals and the tasks is like really you can be doing anything as long as you're doing it with that sense of 
I guess, expansion is mm-hmm. the word that comes to mind. That sense of I'm with my breath, I'm with my presence, I'm doing the thing. And then you're automatically listening to what wants to happen, even mm-hmm. if you are doing a task. And so mm-hmm. it's also also that as well. Tilling the soil can be like, I have to do this task and I'm yeah. doing it the same way. And something, oh, why does my back hurt? It's like goal and intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The goal is yeah. get the, t- the soil tilled, but the intention is be present with my breath, be present with my body, yeah. be in harmony along the way. Mm. And to come back to your goal setting and the structures, I feel yeah. like that is actually something that's really important to actually have those structures mm. because once you've had them there, now your practice is to just to be present because mm. you've like aligned the path. I had this like concept of a, a Zen archer, right? And he takes a breath a breath in and he pulls and he aims and then he takes an exhale and he lets it go and the arrow is gone. There's nothing more you can do about it. Mm. But it's that, it's like pulling back and inspiration and setting it all up. And then it's the exhale that a lot of us Mm. had the problem with. So if someone who is like really organized, then they got to learn to let go, Mm. like be flow. It's that control element, right? Like we control it to be a certain way. Mm. And a lot of us aren't exhaling properly or deeply or most efficiently because we are like trying to control the exhale rather than the diaphragm just relaxing and yeah you know if you do breath work stuff i've learned through breath work to i'm still working progress here but letting it go you know the inhale and then letting it go Mm -hmm. and i feel like this conversation is happening in so many circles on so many parts of the planet with just different language you could call this feminine and masculine you could call this i was thinking that too yeah Yeah. you could call this you got flow and structure Mm. you can call it so many it goes by so many different names Mm. but really i always think of it as just balance Mm. coming back Mm. to equilibrium Mm. because it can feel and i feel like on a for me, I feel on a cosmic uh, scale, we're always in balance perpetually. You can't not be in a state of balance. Yeah. But then on like varying levels, it's always trying to come back to equilibrium. Even the way mm-hmm. in our body works, our, our immune system, the way that we're, our body is always is naturally healing, is self-healing. It's yeah. always just trying to come back to a state of equilibrium. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's us. And you can look at that on a personal level. You can look at that in like a relational level. You can look at that on a global level, cosmic level, whichever, because they're all reflecting each other always, right? Yeah. But it is just about coming back to that sense of balance and never going like, stuff that, that didn't work completely, throw that out, try something completely new because mm. that's a bit too much of a pendulum swing. Yeah. But it's going, hey, we actually have lots of great stuff. So even looking at structure, it's not going like, stuff that, let's all just like be amoebas all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about like what's good about the old world and now we're calling in the new. Mm. Beautiful. Amoebas. <laughs> well, I just thought, like without structure, <laughs> well, no without structure. Boundary, yeah, yeah, no. A skeleton. <laughs> a skeletal <laughs> system at all. How are we doing for time? <laughs> I'm so happy. I think we got 10 minutes. Oh, we're good, man. we got some time yeah, yeah. going out there. We're going for lunch with now the beautiful brother. So, um, <laughs> but also just one, one little thing that oh, let's I, go, I would man. like to share just around like ceremony or ritual becoming yeah. into the present. There's so many things you can do and knowing mm. that it's not just the one thing mm. because at the end of the day, that point you get to of yourself, mm. doesn't matter what path you took. doesn't matter whether it was like ayahuasca or jumping out of a plane or getting barreled on the Breathing. surf or having an orgasm. It's like, and I think there's so many people that are like driving a certain way and mm. it's good because it allows you to see that. But I mean, for me, I'll go for a walk and I can be present in my body. Mm. And then I get back and today I jump, I've been jumping in the pool every day because it's like, Cold. it's pretty much an ice bath. <laughs> you don't have to even do it. So for three minutes in there, focusing on my breath, there's this stillness, I'm present, I'm in, in a space. And then I'll go and sit and meditate or do my practice. But there's so many different things to, to get you present, normally they're the things that also take your breath away mm. or make you aware of your breath. So, mm. On a previous episode, we had Ramakachin, 
you know, Ramika. I don't think you met him yet, but he's a beautiful brother. Um, and his, and if you guys haven't seen that, go back to the podcast. You can find it um, on iTunes, Spotify, all of that, even on YouTube. Um, check out Ramika Chin. His whole thing was about presence, yeah. about coming back into the present. He kept going, listen. You keep talking about listen. Mm-hmm. You got to listen, listen. She's she's she nature is guiding us back, right? Yeah. And it's all about coming back into presence. That is the ultimate ceremony, I guess. Mm. The ultimate ritual is to be it back is. in the present. There's the dreaming as well when it comes to the dreaming or ceremony and watching what people are dreaming up. And do you want to be a part of it? You don't necessarily have to sit in a circle, mm-hmm. but there is this aspect of. Um, our attention also being a current because when we have thoughts, they actually have a frequency that they're giving off. Mm-hmm. Like, And when you look at current, there's also money. So investing in stuff and mm-hmm. how you're going to invest in. So what I like about um, the Permacare when I looked up it as well, because I already know you and then I've been working with food and then I've come back and I've, I've seen that. And it's like, what's happening everywhere? doesn't mean just because I left a certain place that that vision's it's still dreaming, but there's a different version of the dreaming. Mm-hmm. And for me, with your three steps of buy organic food, you're buying it anyway, buy it from us, we get it fresh, local, and then we can help you set up your own garden. And then you can make money off that garden in the, in the future if that works out as well. I think that that's an awesome like circle. It mm-hmm. brings it full circle with everyone actually learning to grow their food. And it's for me, it's great because... I also just sort of came from a place where I was actually doing all the work in it. And I was like, actually, that's not where my full passion is. Yeah. Like my passion isn't in toiling soil and planting seeds. Like I can do that. And I have certain plants that I work with that I love growing and talking to. And even I have a music device that the plants sing and then I'll make chocolate. But it's more like that. I'm not really like I'm happy to talk to the soil. But I like I'm coming back to that. I like that vision of the fact that food can be bring you back into a ceremony and into a dream and mm-hmm. like I can invest into your dreaming mm-hmm. and people who are watching and all this talk, that's the way that you can be part of the ceremony because essentially currency of money, you're plugging in, you're putting your frequency into a dream that's already happening, which is amazing. That's awesome to think of it that way. Like you're plugging in, where are you choosing your currency, your flow of that money? Are you plugging into this gigantic beast that's just sucking all us dry <laughs> yeah. or are you plugging back into community, back into nature and, you know, supporting something that is about us? Yeah. That flow is going to go somewhere. What intention are you you choosing? Where are you going to – what positive direction do you want to go? Yeah. You always get to choose. We always get to choose, yeah. don't we? That's the beauty beauty about this. Now, we got to get out of here because we're going to meet. Nice. Do we have time for a, an experience? There's always – Time. There's always time. I mean, we might <laughs> be chocolate for a meeting, but it's all good. It's only lunch. So, guys, while Kyle is uh, going to guide us here, you, you right now, whether you're on uh, Facebook Live, whether you're on the podcast, whether you're out on YouTube, <laughs> um, if you want to dive into more of these conversations, search Tribe of Freedom or my name's Scotty Mortimer, uh, on any of the platforms where you listen to podcasts, subscribe, go and check out other, other episodes as well. Make sure you share this love with someone that needs to hear it. Because this is the, these are the conversations that we really need to be having. If we want to create a beautiful world for ourselves and our children, it's not fear that's going to get us there. It's not focusing on what's coming and what they're doing. It's very much about what we're doing collectively to bring about this change. So share this conversation. Tag someone that you love. Love to hear your feedback. 
my brother, over to you. Where do we find you guys? What's the best place to get tapped in? Uh, just contact me on Facebook. Cool. Kyle Lazich on Facebook. Kyle on Facebook. Cool. And we'll tag, we'll link to that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then? Ditto. Same, same. on Facebook. Well, not Kyle Lazich. My Lipschitz. Um, <laughs> you can see how to spell it. On, I think you wrote my name. I did. This. And yeah. we'll we'll tag it there as well. We'll put it into the, the description. And we are, yeah, we are currently working on the chocolate, chocolate, which is like that ritual immersive experience which we've already held one that was really amazing so love it, it and when are the next dreamings we're, we're doing secret chocolate society coming soon no, right it's coming soon coming yeah. soon once the With people the can gather again yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah we're, we're currently dreaming it up right now right here so right now into this chocolate this chocolate um so this is your chocolate yeah this is my chocolate so handmade handmade rich belgium chocolate it's organic it's it is vegan i'm not but I support it. Oh yeah. Infused with turmeric and hemp seeds and long pepper to increase the curcumin. I'll go through this really fast, but I, I do go into more detail. Yeah. When normally in ceremony. Yeah. You've also done a chocolate dreaming with me before. A few of them. So we do start by smelling the chocolate. This links. So people at home, if they had a bit of chocolate right now. Yeah, get it out right could, now. Could be doing it right now. Pause yeah. this. Pause. Grab, grab some, a bit of chocolate, yeah. even if it's Cadbury. <laughs> Ever, whatever yeah. chocolate it is that holds the frequency, you're in charge. Right. So yeah, we start by smelling the chocolate. This connects with the earth, so just sending connection down to the earth so we're present here. What you notice is when you smell the chocolate, that water, the water element becomes present in the mouth. And this is an invitation to taste the chocolate because the water element relates to our sense of taste because you can't actually taste anything when your mouth's dry. So moving into just placing the chocolate in your mouth and allowing it to melt. Exploring the different flavors and the different textures and bringing your awareness into your mouth, into your sense of taste right now. What taste buds are activated? Mm. Just allowing that chocolate to melt. And as the chocolate moves its way down the belly, into the belly, it ignites our digestive fire. And we utilize this fire to illuminate our vision. So what is it that you're dreaming up at the moment? What does that look like? What does it look like to be in a world of love? And also while this fire is here, what can you offer to the fire to illuminate this vision? So what can you let go of in your life that might be holding you back a bit? Coming back to this vision. And now moving into the air element and connecting with the breath. Just taking a deep breath in and letting out a sigh. coming into the body, what does it feel like to be living your dream right now? Allow yourself to become the right condition to attract the dreaming in. What does it feel in every cell to now be living that dream that you're dreaming up? And breathing that, breathing that feeling in with love, and exhaling with gratitude and letting it go. And we move up into the ether. 
connecting with our sense of hearing and asking the question, what wants to happen here? Just allowing any insights to come in. If you think it's just your imagination, so what if it is? So what if it isn't? And then we close the dreaming by sprinkling some seeds of gratitude and we say thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all that's been. Thank you for all that's to be. And thank you for this present moment now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And in the Secret Chocolate Society, we say in cacao we trust. In cacao, in cacao we, we trust. trust. That's a whole nother conversation. Thank you. Mm. For another podcast. Yeah, another let's do day. It. Brother, thank you so much. Sister, thank you Thanks, so much. It's uh, so good. I wish we had another hour to keep diving in, mm-hmm. uh, but we will. We'll make more time for this. Fully supportive of everything you guys are doing with ceremony um, and chocolate. What an easy ceremony, mm. right? It's not about going to the jungle in Peru and drinking the medicine or doing anything that um, is maybe abnormal to our current society. Mm-hmm. It's a part of who we are every day. Uh, I've got a few different varieties in the fridge and in the cupboard (laughs) and everywhere I can. We love it. But I really honor what you're doing with the intentionality behind it, with creating the sacred space. And I think for me and hopefully guys that are watching or listening to this as well is to take away that it is so easy to create sacred space, that it is easy for us to be in the dreaming and not just being in the mundane here today. Uh, And then that simple act. Yeah can take us back home. The thing is chocolate is that perfect invitation to take a moment with yourself. Mm. So rather than shoveling it in your mouth and hurrying off well, again. You can do that as well. Yeah, it's fun as well. Like yeah. you said, it's no it's either tastes really good or it's mm. a ceremony. I mean God's God's within us. Mm. Depending on what you believe in or spirit or whatever. But when we're sometimes we need literal reminders to get us there. Yeah. And for me that's where I also see as well as all the stuff in the chocolate dreaming, there is a, so much to chocolate, sacred secrets of chocolate. It's coming at you. Love it. But chocolate brings you into that place where if you take that moment, you see God. Mm. And maybe that's why the botanical name is food of the gods. Maybe it's not what the gods eat, but maybe it's what you eat to connect with God, mm. which is the present moment within you. That was a new part of the dreaming. Thank More you so magic much. in this dreaming. Mm. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate you. Mm. Thank you for everyone that's tuning in. We honor you where you're at in your life right now, wherever you're at. If you're in a sacred dreaming or you're having some hard times right now, Kyle's shirt to me says it all. We can create the world that we want to live in by coming into ceremony, by being together as a community once more. So follow what we're doing here. As I said before, go and check us out. Tribe of Freedom, uh, Scotty Mortimer, if you want to follow the podcast, we got you guys in the links there as well to follow what you're doing. But we're bringing the people together. We are doing this. We have to do this. We're being guided to do this. So I love you. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. So much love. Mm. (laughs) We'll see you guys back here soon. We'll see you back here soon too. Cheers. Thank you.